let it go for a second because go ahead. I always get that I always get that pre-show banter. You know how it go, man. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh go ahead. what up, what up, what up? It's episode three of the extra seasoning podcast. No disrespect to the politically correct, but we need that extra seasoning. If it's worth doing, you know it's worth overdoing, man. Go ahead, sprinkle it, baby. Giuseppe, Giuseppe, went from the hoop to the Chevy, went from the Chevy to Lamb, now this was call me the man, went from no hope to broke joke to million dollar man, now this was call me the man, now this was call me the man. Alright, once again, 2021 doing it just like 2020, man, it's a little somber at the beginning already. This DLC pack is stupid. This 2020 DLC is stupid. I want a <laughs> refund. Um, Cicely Tyson, 96 years old, lived a hell of a life. Um, rest in peace, Cicely Tyson, and also uh, rest in peace, Coach Coach John Chaney. Um, definitely want to you know acknowledge two two greats, and it's just it's, it's a sad thing that we almost feel like we have to make this a thing, which we are not going to make this a thing weekly. I actually want to you know highlight different things. Um, but definitely want to pay respects though, because without them, this wouldn't be possible. Indeed. You know, what we'll do is we'll, you know, as always, you know, not try to focus on the the negative and try to, you know, bring the show down. We'll go ahead and keep it upbeat. Um, something that I do want to start doing though, is giving people their flowers. I want to go and start by the first, uh, time giving somebody their flowers. We'll go ahead on and start with Master P because Master P is a gem in the black community. Uh, he's- he is, you know, it. Uh, why would we continue to make them rich when we can go build our own and make our own rich? Um, definitely want to give Master P his. Stacey Abrams. Ain't got to talk about her, man. Ain't got to mention, you know, anything after you say Stacey Abrams. Nope. Because as soon as I hear the name Stacey Abrams, I just see that picture standing up with her arms crossed. Tell Donald I want him to know it was me. She won, man. She won, so um, it was it was crazy because this is something that's going to always stick with me. As far as like uh, when people say uh, it was this this phrase or this uh, caption that I read, and it said um, when she lost to Kemp, they didn't realize that she was a seed. Oh, of course, they turned so, up. Right, definitely want to get Stacy hers because you know without her, we probably have another foe of the orange. Unfortunately, so yeah, Are we in there. Big ups to you, Stacy. Big ups to you. And uh, finally, we're going to end this with Lakeith Stanfield. Sir Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> I watched um, Sorry to Bother You the other day. And I just it realized, like, how ta- how talented this man is. Like, grew on me. It don't matter what he does. He 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 did that. He did Atlanta. He did. Um, nigga shit. <laughs> nigga shit. Nigga shit. Nigga, nigga, nigga shit. Yeah, man. But he did that. He did Straight out of Compton. He did a lot. And he's still doing more that we're going to talk range. about. Yeah, he it definitely got range. But yeah, we got another thing we want to talk about with him a little bit later on. Yeah. Uh, but once again, man, rest in peace to uh, a queen and an icon, man. Um, but like I said, we ain't going to be somber, man. Let's go ahead and move on. Some fake news and Drake news. Uh, the COVID relief has predictably stalled already. Trying to do this whole bipartisan thing. People need money, man. 
People need help. I think it's time out for the bipartisan shit. You know, you won. You got in there. Let's get this shit going. Right. I understand you want to try to do this the right way. I understand you want to do or try to stick to what you said on the campaign trail. But Mm -hmm. hell, a lot of those political promises, almost all of them, they meant to be broken. So at the end of the day, fuck the unity. Let's get the people some help. Right. And don't drag your feet about it either. Don't drag your feet. It's a little bit too. I I, I know it's been. it's only been, what, a week, two weeks? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you got people who hungry. You got people who don't have jobs. You got people who some of their jobs are never coming back. Right. Um, They need help. So right. you in there, I don't want I don't want to hear people preaching unity when the other side spent four plus years, because it wasn't even just while he was in office before he got there. They spent four plus years, you know, sowing hate and division. Mm-hmm. So you as... um. Somebody who supports interaction and sowing hate and division don't get to tell me about trying to unify and heal the country. I just don't want to hear that. Make you right. But just, whatever. That's just me. I'm going on a rant already, man. Uh, was, <laughs> was Biden's first week a win for you? Um, I feel like it was a start, but I don't want to say it was a win. I feel like it's a little too early to say anything is a win, um, but it's definitely a start. Reversing the whole... Um, of course, the equality thing with, you know, transgender bathrooms, um, trans people are able to, you know, join the military now with no scrutiny or whatever. Um, and then uh, everything that he's doing with, of course, the COVID relief and the talks, which are just, of course, talks right now. I need to see a little bit more action um, going into his, you know, first the end of his first month. So by the time that February 20th rolls around, I need to see, you know, something substantial done. So I don't, I, I think it's a little too soon to kind of grade and say it was a win or not. I need to see a little bit more. Well, I definitely wouldn't call it a win. It's just, it's rollback season. Right. He on his Walmart shit. Right. So I get it. It is what it is. You got to, sometimes you got to take politics for what it is. Right. Um, There's definitely a situation where you should understand how it goes. I mean, he, Trump was cutting money from parks department and, stupid shit so it's kind of mm-hmm. like i gotta undo you know what i'm saying it's always gonna get worse before it get better mm-hmm. so we just yeah I wanna, most definitely i don't <laughs> i don't want to preach i don't want to preach patience but let's be a little patient um, right you know uh how you feel about the mood of i guess the mood of the country as far as the political optimism and just do you feel like stuff is starting to turn around maybe with uh even in the first two weeks with people I don't want to say trust in the government because you don't. I don't think people are ever gonna trust the government again. But at least maybe trying to bring back a little bit of optimism in the way of being hopeful that they'll try to do the right thing. I guess. I guess for me, um, I'm definitely, you know, optimistic about an upturn. I do expect it to happen, and I, I feel like you know Joe Biden stepped into a very good situation. A very good situation because it comes on the heels of, of course, the uh, Capitol attack, the attack on the Capitol. So it was like, yeah, this could be, you know, a bad thing, but it's politics. I'm going to flip this. I feel like it's a good talk. I feel like it's a very good talk. But I again, I just need to see some walking behind it. I need to see some some action. Am I optimistic? Definitely. But I don't want to be overly optimistic and then, you know, my expectations are shattered. So I'm going to just dial it back. I'm going to just dial it back, you know. I need him to just, if it's not going to work, I need him to just go and turn into Dirty Joe, bro. Just just turn up, <laughs> just turn up, man. You be like, listen, 
I'm about to take this pen and we we're gonna get the job done. I'm not gonna do like I said at the beginning. I'm I'm tired of the the bipartisan stuff, man. Because it's you that's that's hope that's that's fun to hope for. But I've seen what these people are about within the last uh what since November. I've seen what you're really about. To be honest with you, just get the job done. But the pen better be mightier than the sword, man. <sighs> you would hope so. Pen better but, um, be mightier. I guess I guess we could transition to. Uh, well, it's not really a transition. We we'll stay here, but we're gonna we're gonna just move on. Um, capitalism is winning again. Uh, hmm. Indoor hmm. dining, indoor dining is making a return for uh, New York, New York City, mm-hmm. just in time for Valentine's Day. Right? How convenient! How convenient! Right? Of course, man. No better time. No better yeah. time. So but, uh, I mean, <laughs> go out there and enjoy your Valentine's Day. You know, with fifty other people in Applebee's, if you oh, want to, boy. <laughs> if you want and to, the, and the homelessness be so bad, but it's like the stores, like everybody losing money. We need, you know, paycheck protection and yeah. shit like that. But yeah. somehow, some way, you making shit shake to be able to build like these elaborate like bubbles and mm-hmm. you know, just crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not it's not the restaurant job to fight homelessness, but right. Any other situation, any obstruction that's you know covering sidewalks, you'll get it torn down. You you know kick them out. You put right. stuff up so homeless people can't sleep there. Right. Uh, by the way, I don't know the last time you went through like seventy five, eighty five, or uh, like coming out of twenty, coming out mm-hmm. twenty east, mm-hmm. city of Atlanta, man. Y'all ought to be shaming yourself with all those rocks that they put under the bridges and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I that's sad because if you ride you, through the city at all ever, you know that under the bridges is like that's basically Atlanta Skid Row. Atlanta's Coachella. But. Right. <laughs> that's Atlanta's Coachella. So I mean, for them to put all those rocks up under there, that's a bad look, man. That's a I mean, bad look. You got money and time to do all of that. Just just fight homelessness. Right, right. Because what you did was um, instead of them being, you know, mainly gathered in one spot, you've scattered them all over the city now. So, you know, um, I think it's Seattle that's doing a, a, a very good job of setting and setting an example of what defund the police means. Yeah. So they're basically cutting funding back and paying for hotel rooms for homeless people. Right. Why not, you know, have that policy in pretty much every major city? Because we don't need robot dogs. Hey man, hey man, in tanks for Black Lives Matter protests. But, uh, <laughs> hey man, listen, we ain't go. We didn't go that far. I got Ooh. a couple of extendo clips for that. That's a conversation. For that conversation, but <laughs> that is a conversation. Nah, like I said, capitalism. Capitalism has uh, won again. Even mm-hmm. though there's no such thing as capitalism, it's just you know niggas that got the money, niggas that spend the money. Um, there's just money doesn't have an owner, man. Right. Um, and it's funny, I talked about, we talked earlier, I talked about the David and Goliath thing. David mm-hmm. and Goliath only works if David got his rocks. He got that slingshot. If you don't have nothing to throw, it don't matter. It don't matter. So Wall Street Bets and Robin Hood, you know, Wall Street Bets, they, um, this is a Reddit group. They, uh, you know, a bunch of people banded together and, you know, put their money together to go ahead and squeeze the people who buy shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Hood said, no, we're not going to have that because, you know, my big brother, he's backing me, and I'm gonna have to go ahead and I'm gonna go and shut that down. So people that, were buying up um, stocks of like what GameStop, AMC, mm-hmm. 
uh blackberry mm-hmm. basically expecting them to fail mm-hmm. uh you know so you just you borrowing on that bet that it's gonna fail and when it comes time to fulfill the order if that price actually went up you're gonna get hold out because you're gonna have to pay it at right. that higher price that's what gets me also because robin hood i guess if we're speaking historically uh robin hood was a vigilante who mm-hmm. you know stole from the rich gave to the poor but it's the antithesis today because it's like oh these niggas trying to these niggas trying to buy up GameStop. Oh, yeah. nah. Oh, nah. Oh, nah. We got to shut that down. It's true. But how much, how many, uh, how many times has nobility been bastardized by capitalism? Mm. You know? Mm. So it's, it's just one of them things. And I know happens. I say that a lot, but happens. it is just one of those things. <laughs> Man, put that on the t-shirt. Oh, definitely. <laughs> put that on the t-shirt. Bastardized by capitalism. That's wild. That but, is uh, wild. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stay there too long. I, um, because to be honest with you, we we should do, if not next week, we should just do a, a whole show on. Um, I mean, I'm not a finance guy per se, but I guess financial literacy has got to be one of those. No better time to at least learn, you know, right? To take interest. So, but we're gonna. I move to the NFL. They got their own problems, and Ooh. trust me, we get into that. Oh, um, we. But I'm, <laughs> I'm happy it's almost over. My team been out for like two weeks, and I feel like Ooh. this show. Even though I love what we're doing here, I feel like this show is a fucking jinx. Wait, two weeks? My team been out a whole month, man. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> a whole month. That. But I feel but... like this show is a jinx. We'll be all right. But yeah, but, um, um... go go ahead and go ahead and give us the Deshaun Watson news because it's we've been talking about Brett since episode one. That's crazy too because it's like every other day is something new with him. Um, in the beginning, of course, it was Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins for a tour. But now it's Deshaun Watson has a trade package with the Jets. Deshaun Watson has a trade package with the Panthers, which I don't want to see him in the That's South. That's fine, but why in the okay? I like on curse. Why bro, in the hell, would you? <laughs> who Deshaun Watson for Tua? Deshaun Watson for Tua, man, because Tua has a lot of upside. I guess because this was just his rookie season. No, hey man. That ain't what the Texans said. The Texans saw a whole lot in Deshaun. I mean, not man, Deshaun, listen. but uh, Tua. Bill O'Brien is back there in the back uh, cleaning toilets because there's no way. Still talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> Still talking to people, man. But, yeah, so Deshaun has a trade package with Denver for Drew Locke and somebody else and some picks, right? The trade package for the Panthers includes Teddy Bridgewater. So that was saying Teddy to the Texans. Um, of course, the Dolphins would have uh, Tua – but the Jets are just trying to give up picks. No players. Just picks. Uh, do they know how the NFL works? Yeah, I don't know, man. But that is it's really strange because it's like it's like, okay, we don't have to give up players now because he wants to come here. So we're gonna see what we can do with the picks. He wants to come here. So I'm sure, you know, by next week we'll have a destination set. Um, well, <laughs> nah, he can't. He can come to the Saints. Nah, <laughs> we, got, we got pieces already. Established. Nah, nah. <laughs> oh, we, we, we're not gonna do. This. We're not gonna do this. We're not gonna do this again. <laughs> nah. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. We're gonna move on with that. But um, yeah, we'll of course have more Deshaun watch next week. Uh, for my next point, DeAndre Hopkins feels a little slighted, right? Because 
He must he have came, watched the episode of uh, I Am Athlete. Yes, <laughs> he did. Uh, he feels a little slighted because DK, of course, his top five receivers are Julio at number one. Mm-hmm. DK has himself at number two. He's mm-hmm. got Hop at three, Devontae Adams at four, mm-hmm. OBJ, Stephon Diggs, and A.J. Brown are five mm-hmm. A, B, and C. The thing about his list, what did you expect him to say? I don't know. He wasn't going to put himself number one. He couldn't put himself number one. He's a he's a second year in the league. You can't, Come on. Right. No. I just don't know if he I would have put myself. Than, uh, he didn't even have a better year than Justin Jefferson. No, and that's that's the next one. So Justin Jefferson right. put <laughs> – Justin Jefferson has Julio number one. Devontae Adams right. at two. Justin, he has himself at three. What is very humble for, for a guy from Louisiana. I believe it. I'm not arguing that fact yeah, because y'all are some y'all are some you know cocky niggas down there. Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> y'all are some cocky niggas down there. But him at three, he got DK at four and Hop at five. I don't disagree. Hop at five. If I anything, if anything, he got to put Hop at four. I I don't disagree because look, okay, the way that the list was, it was based on how good the quarterback was this year, and after like week nine. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray was injured, so his numbers went down. True, I give you that. So, but if, if we're just talking five? for this year, well, no. I mean, if the in the perfect situation, in the perfect situation, maybe not. But this year, I don't know. Neither one of those receivers have made that catch this season, except for Hop. If nothing else, you got to put Hop at three. And that was None the highlight of-, of his season, though. I I I get that a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But that was a make or break catch because that kept them alive for the playoffs. And they still didn't make the playoffs. And they still didn't make the playoffs. But that was still make or break. That was that was a pivotal catch. Um I I just don't know if I would have him at five though. That's that's not me. If I could rearrange this list, I'd have Julio lower than what he's at. Of course. I got Julio. If we just talking this year, I got Julio not even top five. He didn't stay healthy. No, he, he didn't talking this year. He didn't he missed the last what four weeks? Four four games, right. Nah, he can't be top five this year. I mean, nah. It was just weird because it was mixed. It was like they gave him props for being an elder statesman. It was kinda like the, Le- the LeBron thing. The Kobe, right. They right. gave him his flowers. Right. Year. Right. It'd be the same thing if, if Megatron was still in the game. Right. So yeah. that was why Hop felt a little he felt some type of way about that, um, and I again, I can't, I can't blame him because five is a very low spot. Um, the Pro Bowl this year has a new format, of course, because COVID. All the time, all the time. <laughs> you need to go back to Hawaii. Need to go back to Hawaii, man. They said they left Hawaii because the stadium was falling apart, but yet Hawaii's still playing there. Okay, but they keep playing games in Tampa. They keep playing games in Tampa, man. Why and. The- when you get to the Super Tampa Bowl. hasn't Ooh. renovated their stadium in like 20 years. True. Very true. And it would have been freaking uh, the Raiders if they hadn't moved to uh, Las Yo, Vegas this season. How about just take – listen, it's no it's no fans because of COVID anyway. Take the game to uh, – take the game to Georgia State Stadium. There's no fans. Just play it there. I swear to God it will work. You want to play outdoors. <laughs> Bro, we're going to Turner. Bro, they're going to be playing uh, tag. 
Crazy. <laughs> like, just, it's still a hundred yards. Take, thank it's, you. <laughs> and it's outdoors. It's outdoors. So, so just, I mean, you know. But I mean, because where is it? Orlando. It's in. Uh, you talking about Super Bowl? Oh no, the Pro Bowl this year. Um, no, nah, they're playing from home. It was originally in Orlando, but well, that's what I should have said. Right. The format this year has each player playing their own position at home. So you, so you telling me I can go catch a meal, <laughs> bro? <laughs> the Pro Bowl this year has each player playing their own position at home. So you telling me I should hold off on firing up the grill? Until Super Bowl Sunday. Until Super Bowl Sunday. Bet. I would not do it. I don't even think I'm watching the Pro Bowl this year, man. Because Derrick Henry's going to have 500 rushing yards. Yeah. <laughs> Derrick Henry's going to have 500 rushing yards. Russell Wilson's going to have 1,000. It's just going to be... It's, mm. Yeah, this is already trash. And I know for a fact, Colin Murray's a gamer, so he's going to throw up, you know, 1,000 himself. Let's recap championship weekend, man. Uh you got your you got your boys put out. And I got I got uh <laughs> Man I told you the show was a jinx. I got I got Tampa put in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you did. You did. No, both of us did. We both took Green Bay. So if we making a prediction for my hateful place this time, we gotta pick the Chiefs. Nah. <laughs> well <laughs> no. Well, no, no we, you we, have to pick the Bucks. We got, we got to pick the Bucks. You're right. Got to pick, but I, it's something just in me that cannot I'm pick the Bucks. That. I can't. I cannot. I'm not doing that. It's just a part of me, like, yeah, I want them to lose, and I'll this show is a jinx. I can't I'm say go Bucks. Pick Tom Brady. Right. I didn't even root for Tom Brady when he beat the Falcons. I was just like, I hope both of them lose. That's how it was when he played the uh, when he played the Saints, man. That's it. That's it. I'm like, I just want both of y'all to lose. I don't want to root for nobody because I wasn't. If if the Falcons had won, it wouldn't have been a big deal. They would have beat Brady. It would have just been a situation where I got to deal with the fans. It wouldn't have been a big deal. No, bro, not for me, not for me. Oh, I I was like because folks in New York still talking about Tom Brady, man. It is the the Giants are still talking about Tom. Oh, we we got you know got Tom. So why can't y'all? We got Tom with Eli Manning. Why Bro, can't y'all? Tom played like shit in the second half. He had uh, a total of three touchdowns, but a total of three interceptions in three the interceptions. second half. His stats were, I think, seven for 14 with yes, three interceptions. Were. Yes, they were. Um, the refs, he, you know what I'm saying? He brought his he brought his B game and he brought the refs A game. Right. They let them play all game. But whatever. the check cleared. It is, right. It is what it is. <laughs> the Chiefs are back again in the Super Bowl. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little excited because I don't want to pretend to be a Patrick Mahomes fan, but the guy is a special player. He's a very special player. He just so, make it happen, right? Hoping to see that. Happen. Nothing too much to say with that game, except for I predicted that game exactly how it went. It got out of hand early, and they won by like ten to fourteen. <laughs> it happens again. It's like I said last week. You cannot get down against the Chiefs at all. If you get down. The gas pedal's already on the floor. They're not giving all up. that game back running. Right. Exactly. So speaking of the Louisiana boys, is Lonzo leaving? Mm. I don't think so. I think he's just in a slump. I don't think he's going nowhere. Um, because if you look at the way that the team is made up, you just let him play his game. It's no reason for him to be running that offense and an offense not be running gun. Right. I don't think Lonzo's moving either. 
Um, and it's not even necessarily because of that reason. I feel like Lonzo isn't moving because Zion and, and B.I. just trust him. Right. You don't want to break up a nucleus, you know, even though there may be some struggles. Now, I can understand if uh, Zoe was out here just doing his best Bradley Beal impression and, you know, nobody else was showing up. <laughs> but <laughs> he's not, like. It's the opposite. Like it's not even the opposite because I mean, he's still regular Zoe. He just has a couple off games, but when he has his own games, the guy is on. Right, the guy is on. So um, I don't I don't feel like they're gonna end up moving him, but I do think that there will be something done. I will. I do think that you know somebody's gonna get picked up for the Pels, and there's gonna be an upturn on that. Well, they need to make a move. So they do need to make a move. So speaking of mine is approaching. <laughs> speaking of making a move, NBA All Star is potentially moving to the great state of Georgia. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Bro, folks just yeah, trying to wipe the city of Atlanta off the map. Listen, man. Make, <laughs> listen, capitalism wins again. <laughs> they trying to wipe the city off the map. Capitalism wins again. But hey, if you're gonna make the money. Uh, I could appreciate what Chris Paul is trying to do. He's trying to make sure yeah. uh, a guaranteed percentage of that. And I don't know what the percentage is for use to, uh, well, use by the uh, HBCUs. Right. I don't I don't know if that's the AUC specifically. I hope not. Um, AUC gets everything. I hope not because the HBCU elites, I'm, I'm sick of that. Right. But even if it is the AUC, uh, I hope somebody get to eat off this. So. So, yeah, somebody outside of the AUC. Because, again, every time you see a headline of somebody giving uh, HBCU some money, it's always Clark, Morehouse, Spellman, Howard. Ugh. Right. Like, it's it's never, you know, uh, Grambling. It's never uh, a the Fort State. Valley State University. Never the Fort Valley State University. It's never, you know, one of them. Never Morgan State. It's always Clark, Morehouse, Spellman, Howard. And I have nothing against the AUC. Trust me, I have nothing against the AUC. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna donate, do your research. Right. Like right. If, you're gonna, if you're gonna donate, just do your research. There's plenty of schools that uh that can use the money. Plus, if the AUC is so great, like I told you before, <laughs> get Morris Brown back on their feet. Right. Uh, Karis Avert. Shout out to Karis Avert. Yeah. Prayers up, man. Speedy recovery on that. Found out he had cancer on his kidney, but uh. Shout out to Karis Avert, speedy recovery, man. Prayers up for him. Uh, go to the doctor, man. I'm talking yeah. to myself, I guess, too. Right. <laughs> talking to black men. Black men, go to the doctor, black please. Man. The doctor sucks, man. <laughs> I, don't like, I just don't like the smell. <laughs> too, it's too clean. Yeah, it smells sterile. As soon as you walk in the door, it's just like, mm, I don't like it here. Last little point I got for NBA, just a little uh, Kobe reflection. Nothing too deep. Speaking of um, I did better than I thought I would do, man. This mm-hmm. this uh this past week, mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday was kind of bad when I first got up. I had a I didn't, I didn't really have an attitude, but I had this this weird feeling since probably Sunday. And I didn't know what was wrong with me, but mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Tuesday came around. I think I watched a couple of Kobe tributes, a little bit of video. Uh, other than that, it wasn't. It was nice seeing all of the tributes um, and stuff like that. But at a certain point, I had to just put it down. Right, because I could feel myself going into that spiral, and I was like, I "It became know. a lot. It became it, a lot." It was, and I was like, "The 
when it first happened, I spent like a week just crying about the situation. So I'm like, I'm not going back into that. Right. I'm, Rest uh, in peace to Kobe, man. Rest in peace to Gigi. Right. Because <laughs> I can feel it already. I can feel it already, man. Go ahead and get it to the listens and the watch for the week. Gotcha there. Um, so this week I've been on my Mac Miller heavy. I um I don't know. Like Mac Miller, his birthday was the other day, and I just like I'm, I just picked him back up. Not that I ever put Mac down, but I just had him heavy in the rotation. And this week it was swimming and circles. Which prompted me to go pick up, man. I ain't gonna tell you how much I spent on this. Tell your wife, how much you spent on that? But I went and picked up the uh, box set for swimming in circles. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! But yeah, I had to, man. It's it's a it's a collector's item, and I feel like that was a um a good way to you know pay tribute to the family because they're taking uh you know portions of that and they're donating it to uh, drug use and drug habits and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So. If it's for a good cause and, you know, to boost up the collection and also, you know, my way of, you know, having a piece of Mac, I just, I just had to pull the trigger on that. So, um, been listening to a lot of Mac. Also went back, revisited Thundercat. It is what it is. Um, Wiz Khalifa, ONIFC. Only niggas in first class. Only nigga in first class. (laughs) Um, a lot of folks didn't like it. A lot of folks didn't like that or Rolling Papers and, it was okay. I, I don't know why. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it because people got stuck on cushion orange juice. We talked. People about got stuck on mixtape whiz, and this hey. is not mixtape whiz. Mixtape whiz was that guy. This was not cabin fever. This was not twenty eight grams. This was not phone uh, numbers. This was right. This was not uh, any of that. This wasn't how fly. This went two thousand nine. This was this was label. This was album whiz and. Of course, it's different, but that's to be expected because it was the same way with Wayne. Wayne did his mixtapes, and it sounded way different from uh, the Carter series, and sounded way different than uh, Dedication. So it's just a, a it was just a different time, man. Well, since we're talking about different, uh, some of my listens for the week mm-hmm. uh, was old Kanye. When I say old Kanye, nothing in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, but just old Kanye. I was listening to uh, "Through the Wire" coming up, mm-hmm. um, and it's just old Kanye was was great to me because it was just the beauty in being unknown. Like you, whether you want to be famous or not, you can have your message get out there, and you can just let your message be your message. It's not shaped by anything, right? Um, it's just the the beauty of being unknown. Uh, also, I picked back uh, John Mayer, uh, mm-hmm. "Battle Studies" in particular. Mm-hmm. Battle Studies was just a great album to me. I don't, I don't know. I think I first, what, what year was that? From like two thousand nine. Um, some of the tracks were like Half of My Heart. Uh, who says? Who says was my shit? This young, this young dumb dude. You hear some lyrics you relate to, and it's like so. Yeah. People probably thought I was, <laughs> I was weird, but but not. Hey, John Mayer was good though. What is weird? Because that 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 is a whole like whole episode we could do right there because. When when you think about weird, you can't really put a definition on it because what's weird to you may not be weird to me. It's all, it's all relative. It is definitely relative because I recently, you know, put Courtney on to uh, My Hero Academia, mm. and she hasn't, you know, watched the anime ever, ever because she always thought it was weird, and now, you know, she is watching Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just things that you just aren't into at the moment because. I always feel like, you know, 
your mindset's gonna change. Mindset is always gonna change. Yeah. Again, another episode. Yeah. But for the watches, um, I didn't really have I mean, we talked about the watches last week, but mm-hmm. so for this week, I guess I wanna switch up a little bit and just talk about pre watch thoughts for American skin because I haven't I saw the trailer but I hadn't looked at it right um, just yet. And Judas and the Black Messiah. So what That's... do you um what do you expect? I mean, I don't even have you seen American Skin? I have not seen American Skin yet. Okay. So not yet. what um American Skin is basically is a father and his son that get put over by the police. Mm-hmm. Um and it's I think it went Spike Lee. It's Spike Lee, by the way. So you know where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. Father's son get put over by uh by the police. Mm-hmm. The son is trying to record because he's young. And he don't understand that his rights are different mm-hmm. than everybody else's. So, yeah, while you may be able to record a police doing their job, if your skin looks like mine, you can't do that. What are you um, expecting to see or how how are you expecting to feel uh, with Judas and the Black Messiah? I don't I don't know. Um, I really want to feel like a a sense of pride. I really want to feel a sense of accomplishment at the end, um, but I don't know. Like I, I feel like it's gonna be a lot of anger in that movie, kind of like when I watched um, what was that? When they see us. When I watched when they see us for the first time, it was a lot of anger, a lot of just pilt. Uh, I didn't bent. watch that movie on purpose. I want to say you missed it, but then again, uh, it's man, like this shit. <laughs> It, right, like exactly because I will not do that to myself. You you're kind of living it anyway. So exactly, I won't do that to myself. You're kind of living it anyway, but uh oof. When they see us was was deep. It was man, Ava DuVernay. Shout out to you. Give her her flowers too, man. Right. Give her her flowers too. But yeah, so um, and then also that movie, The Hate You Give, uh, American Skin sounds kind of like that get pulled over um of course yeah. it was you know uh the kid in the car who didn't really you know take the police serious he was outside reaching for a brush brushing his hair whatever and it happened it happened so i mean i i i want to feel a sense of pride at the end of this movie but i mean these movies have you know kind of like i don't want to say let us down but they've been anger inducing more to say the least yeah i guess for me um, I'm trying to see how I want to put it. It's just, I guess, you know, I'll just go straight into with the show topic because that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's the, another one of the situations where um, it attacks the whole, the white gaze, like how white people see you and seems like it has to get their approval first. When it comes mm-hmm. to some of these movies, it seems like that's where it goes. Mm-hmm. But with Spike Lee, obviously, you know, he's always attacking that. So with like some of the reviews that I already saw, it's like, oh, this this black fantasy land of being able to, you know, mess with the police, how they feel they're being messed with. And I think it attributes to some of the social defense mechanisms that we put up with, you know, code switching. And and I mean, that's definitely a defense mechanism. Anyway, right. you, you, you watch you watch it as you come up as a young adult. You may not understand it at first. A lot of people, when you're younger, you say, oh, you you talking white. Well, as you get older, you're like, I'm not talking white. I'm just being palatable. Mm. Um, so 
I guess it's like, oh yeah, hey man, how you doing? You know, I just and then it's funny because you sit there and you catch yourself. You're like, what the fuck am I doing that for? Right. Like, these, I, don't that. I don't have to do that. People don't know me from Adam, bro. I can just. <laughs> I don't have to do that. I don't got to do that. Even way back till when I remember me and Layton, we went to Vegas back in like mm-hmm. 2013, and dude. We went to, I want to say Subway. It was some issue when it came time for me to get my food. It was obviously some issue with the price. And the first thing that I thought about, I should have turned up because I was being disrespected. First thing I thought about was, well, wait, let me figure out how I want to maneuver this because I don't want to be the angry black dude. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's funny uh, for somebody that's just going on vacation and you're supposed to be there to have a good time. That's the first thing you think. Yeah. First thing you think is how can I make sure I get home? And to, you know, tie, I guess circle back to what you were talk, saying about, you know, being the angry black dude, we don't get it nearly as bad as, you know, black women because- oh, Of course. If, uh, if if you know, they raise their voice just even the, I guess, slightest octave, it's like, oh, hey, calm down. Don't want to, well, you know, switch on the switch on the attitude there, uh, LaQuisha. Outside of the voice, if they- um... The mannerism mannerisms that you know don't move your hands too fast right if i if i don't sound cheery enough when i speak to you right oh something must be wrong with her right um and i mean black people don't owe you anything nah you know, they don't owe you an explanation <laughs> we don't owe you we don't owe you any respect uh <laughs> i guess i'll move into the next piece uh with the because i mentioned code switching mm-hmm. and who are you um when it's time to stop code switching who are you like, are you are you actually that person, or is it leaking over into your personal life to the point where you start to actually forget whether you're at work or at home? I know some people go through that a lot. You put a lot of work in, and you get home, and you don't you don't know how to wind down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess for me, like as soon as a because you know working at inbound call centers or whatever, and you know with me would be uh, being with Verizon and tech support, it's like yeah, I have to you know present myself a certain way on the phone. I got to be professional and everything, but I I try to still like leave a piece of me in my phone calls because it's, it's really easy to get, I guess, suckered into just permanently code switching, like just permanently being somebody you're not because it's happened to me in the past uh, when I, you know, worked at Geico, it's like I go to work and I just wouldn't know how to turn it off when I got back to campus. Uh, you got to be able to, you know, be yourself. And that's one thing that I I don't want to say that I don't like, but that's just customer service. That's just customer service, you know, where you have to, you know, present yourself professionally. So I can't it's, go in there, you know, just with the with the slang and everything. But you also finna get a, a, a true version of me because I don't right. want to get off work and, you know, uh, talk to my wife differently. I don't want to get off uh, work and, you know, interact with you differently. Right. I, ain't, I ain't trying to do that. <laughs> so Because that's what you... We talked about Lakeith Stanfield earlier, and that's why I said we mentioned him later because mm-hmm. same thing with Sorry to Bother You. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Look at how that affected his personal relationships. Yes. Man, because um and that yeah, that's what we said was gonna circle back to because he was also gonna be in um Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah. He's also gonna be in that. Sorry to bother you is is literally what you know I started out doing. It was you know, hey, I got to switch on my white voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bother you, but uh, nah, like <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be me, man, because it's really easy to forget who you are 
when you are someone else for so long. That's facts. The movie was super entertaining to me, at least. <laughs> super was, entertaining to me. It was pretty good. I uh, it grew like I said, it grew on me when I first went to see the movie. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I don't really know what I'm watching. I got a hierarchy when it comes to like you know these black films. Black Dynamite is at the top of my hierarchy. Like if you can't top Black Dynamite. Then you know it's it's uh it, of course it goes S A B C D and you know F so I got a like Dynamite's an S class black movie right. so I, I started bother you it was I guess like it was entertaining to me from the jump because like that plot twist that is really that's real life what's about to happen with these humanoid robots right. so great job great job. So let me let me move forward a little bit. So the the uh I guess I want to say I think we should take control of who we are when it comes to our social defense mechanisms. Take control of your progress, take control of your pain, um, and take control of your success. And take control of your progress. Just, you know, make be more um be more mindful of who you're becoming in the moment. Don't wait until you get home and say, Shit, I should have said that. I should have you know, asserted myself a little bit more. Um, take control of your pain. I don't want to call it pain, but just the things that piss you off. Try to take control of it. Confront the issue at the beginning. Um, hell, if somebody's pissing you off, let them know. If something is affecting your vibe, <laughs> don't kill my vibe. But if something is affecting your vibe, man, let the person know. If it's affecting the flow of business, if it's messing with the morale, let them know. Um, and take control of your success. Toot your own horn, man. We spend too much time being humble. You put too much work in to sit there. Ah, oh, well, you know, I, I try a little bit, or I, you know, I just, I'm just doing what I do, or I just, again, fuck that. We spend too much time being humble. Um, we put too much work in to be that person where you don't know how to party. Somebody right. wants to take you out, or somebody right. want, you know, somebody want to celebrate you and give you your flowers. You, you sitting there, oh no, no, just you know, this and that. Enjoy and this I'm shit. Just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to do my job. Nah. Right. Nah, man, you gotta, you gotta really like, I guess like with everything that's happening and, you know, history is kind of repeating itself. Any day above ground, you gotta celebrate life. Even if, even if you don't like, even if you have a bad day, like you have to celebrate life. Every day is a success. At some point, you just gotta be able to sit down and be like, yeah, I did that. I did that. I did that too, man. I'm, I'm that nigga. Like, I'm, I'm that guy. Just do it, man. Like, because if if you don't do it, nobody you can't expect somebody else to you know pat you on the back. I don't expect nobody to pat me on the back, yeah. right? Because I have to be able to you know make myself happy. I have to be able to you know tell myself I did a good job, and anything else that I get is just extra. Indeed. So if if somebody says, "Oh yeah, I, I noticed that you know you did this on you know this project right here," I like that. Well, I already told myself I liked it anyway, but I appreciate you for acknowledging exactly. me. <laughs> Exactly. With this one, I won't be long winded. We got uh, we got some some real to get to uh, in this taking out the trash. So I I'll start with what I call capitalism crabs, uh, the minimum wage defenders, mm-hmm. uh, the people who think it's okay for for people to have to work three jobs. Nobody's saying that you need to get rich from flipping burgers, mm-hmm. but I think it's complete bullshit that you think people should make less than fifteen dollars an hour. I think. Maybe not all jobs will be fifteen, right? But to say that seven eighty or whatever it is, seven eighty five is a fair amount of money for putting it's... in at least. And these people they're not working forty hours. You can work at forty hours and you can go home, right? 
most of these people are working 70, 80, however many hours you can push in in a week, and they're working multiple jobs. And they still right. go home after taxes with probably $28,000. Bro, and I, mean, I just did some math real quick. Seven eighty, so $7.80 at minimum wage and 50, I mean, 45 hours is $390. Right. And then that ain't even taxed. No. And so for 15, $15, $15 an hour, you only going home with, what, $32,000 a year? Right. So $32,000 a year is making you feel like the price of milk is going to go up. Oh, if we pay them $15 an hour, a gallon of milk is going to be 20 bucks. Like, it's no, got to be. The cost of living is not going to go up. Right. Yeah, I realize the cost of living been going up, and we ain't been making no more money. And ain't been making no more money. Right. So, I mean, and, and the people who, of course, make more than that won't necessarily be affected by it because they're not going to boost you up, whatever the difference is. But there'll just be more money circulating in this economy that we're trying to revive. I'm just trying to figure out why. Why are you upset with these people who, why are you upset with broke people? You got you your own be, money. You should be mad at the people who don't pay you enough for what you do. That's right. why they tell you don't discuss your salary with your coworkers. Because they don't want you to go back talking about, oh yeah, I make this. Oh, you make that. Damn, they shortchanging me. I need to go talk to whoever I got to talk to. You met with the wrong people. But uh, next on the list of taking out the trash um, point you had about colorism. Colorism is trash. Like, I'm anti-cancel culture, but I feel like colorism needs to be canceled because dark-skinned women, and this ain't, you know, nothing against any color of brown. I love all brown people. But it's like, okay, so you got, like, these super melanated super melanated uh, women, right? They can be proud of what they look like. And I understand that dark-skinned women have been torn down for so long. Right. And I am all with, you know, the movement to, you know, uplift and put them on a higher echelon, to put them on a higher plateau. But why can't, you know, Danny, why can't, and I, Doja Cat is trash, but why can't she appreciate, like, her skin tone um, just as much without, you know, there being an issue? Even in, in on, on the dude side, like, Pop Smoke said, I like him, uh, red bone. We got to let this go. We black people. It's obviously what's promoted, but this is just, it's everywhere. Right. You just see it all the time. I mean, like, look at the way we view uh the like Cubans, like the lighter skinned Cubans. Mm-hmm. If you ever see any ads or anything that's put out on billboards or stuff like mm-hmm. that, it's always the lighter skinned people. Brazil, if you if you're a darker skinned Brazilian, they may attack you just for the fuck of it. Definitely gotta address that because there is a lot more to say on that. Yeah. Uh next on the list, and taking out the trash probably a little long today, but it's it's worth it. It's a lot uh, of trash, man. Marjorie Taylor Green, mm. QAnon Queen. Mm. Uh if you know what QAnon is, they just promote a lot of conspiracy theories. If you got somebody yeah. in Congress that promotes conspiracy theories, we in trouble, bro. Yeah, deep trouble. Deep trouble. Ain't she from Georgia? Of course. Of course, of course she's from here. Of course she's a congresswoman representing the great state of Georgia. Of of a few years ago, like when the whole Parkland shooting went down, she wasn't even you know in Congress then. Um, she no, was, she was just being disgusting on Facebook. She was just being you know a white woman. Basically, it's uh, it's it's really sad how you know we knew and everybody knew who she was, but she still was appointed to office. She still has a seat in Congress. That's that's really sad because that shows you the shape of America at the time. Now, granted, again, political optimism. I really hope you know it's turning around for the best, but that was the shape of you know America then because uh, a shooting had just happened where you know kids were killed at a school 
And she's interviewing a survivor, calling him a coward because he didn't want to talk about his pain. He didn't want to talk about, you know, why he was, you know, at the Capitol um, rallying for, you know, gun control. Like, he just witnessed his friends get killed. Well, I mean, that just, uh, if you can if you can align yourself with Trump, um, <laughs> that, that made it so you can get away with anything. Facts. So Facts. I think that's where she was. And still is, obviously, because day one she was talking about putting um, impeachment papers on Biden. So, which was ridiculous because, like, this man, <laughs> Cardi B said, <clears throat> excuse me, Cardi B said, this man didn't even had a chance to take a shit in the White House yet. <laughs> <laughs> and you trying to impeach him? <laughs> yeah. He ain't even had a chance to curse in the bathrooms. So, yeah. But enough about her, man. We got to talk about uh, former. Uh, Seattle offensive lineman Chad Wheeler. Big white dude beats up the um, black wife, and we haven't really heard shit about it. At all. At um, all. I know people have a problem with interracial relationships, but these are the kind of things that um, that scare some people. I, I mean, some people do make too much of it, but this is the type of shit that scares certain people. Right, right. Like and this the, is, go ahead. Well, it's just a. I just don't feel like certain races will ever be able to treat a black woman the way a black man will. I just don't. I don't I don't care how much you you love black women and cuz it always sounds like a fetish. Mm-hmm. Right. It does. Sounds like a fetish. But I don't care how much you love black women and I respect black women so much and you know, yeah, I just don't feel like any other race will love a black woman the way a black man will. And we can do better. I do know that. A whole lot better. I'm not denying that. Not denying that. But I just feel like no other race will love black women the way that we do. And I have to agree with that because it's it's deeper than, you know, the, the, the surface. It's deeper than the skin tones. It's deeper than, you know, well, I'm a... A white dude from New York and you, a black woman from um, South Carolina. It's it's deeper than that. It's black men know what black women go through. Black men know what black women have been through. Black women protect black men. And in New York, uh, this past week, uh, I'm I'm really digging this uprising of black men standing up for black women. Now, uh, there's a black woman that was assaulted in a liquor store uh, in Harlem, and there was a, a a mass of black men just standing outside that liquor store. Not letting anybody in. You're not going in. They should. Not not until we get some justice for our sister here. Like, you're not going in. We're not going to let nobody do business in here. And they basically took Harlem because she was assaulted. And And in my heart of hearts, I just don't feel like... And if if it would have happened, like, then the white dudes would have been out there. But I I just don't see, you know, white men organizing for something like that. And they don't. Right. So... I, I definitely have to agree with you on that whole white men can't love black women like black men can. That's just NFL, a fact. NFL people people talk about being done with the NFL because protesting and the names on the the names on the back of the helmet and shit mm-hmm. like that. But you're not you you just fine with them having people who beat on people unless they black because they didn't oh, care oh. about Ray Rice. This was, we already know. This was some little white woman got her ass kicked. And it's not even that she got her ass kicked. Dude tried to kill this woman. Right. Throughout. Right. Left her bed. Thought she was. Thought she was. You know, deceased. Talking about right. a manic episode. That's bullshit. Right. Because if RG, I and mean, then we keep going back to this. If RG three had done anything similar, like if RG three had, you know, yelled at his wife in public, he'd be all over the news. 
all over the news for yelling at his wife. I haven't heard anything about this situation yet other than me doing my own research. Right. If right. not for Twitter. And then freaking um, Fox 5, again, you know, Fox 5 on Facebook, they put the story up, right? And the picture had Chris Carson in it, making it seem like Chris Carson was the aggressor and not, you know, uh, <laughs> Chad Wheeler. And, and for then, people even into football now you can you know you confusing hell they may already be biased anyway so now they see the right. black dude like, oh yeah that's the guy that beat up his wife you're like no right. it wasn't they were literally just in the picture together and i just for i will never for the life of me understand why you know uh fox 5 just decides to use these we know why uh, they am- did that am- ambiguous pictures like why are you putting a picture of the two of them up there you know uh Exactly, because you know that there are some people who are going to take this without even reading the story and just see the headline and see Chris Carson and Chad Wheeler and just automatically assume it was Chris Carson. And then they'll be, you know, quick to, you know, jump in the comments and say something about the left and, you know, oh, the lefties and the leftists and all this and that. Like, bro, like this ain't even got anything to do with politics. This is, you know, right and wrong. This is. Uh, just being a good human. Like if you can't see past your political views to, you know, call this clown out on his racist ass behavior and his uh, manic episode, as he called it, um, you don't, when you have, you know, a platform, you don't, you're not allotted a manic episode because you have and to be accountable. You got to, you know, be accountable for your actions. Uh, people looking at you. Another situation of non-politically modified. This is another situation where it should be, I got niggas for your niggas. Be like, listen, y'all not going to do nothing about it. Don't worry about it because I got a couple of brothers and some uncles. They're going to handle that. Exactly. Seriously. I, I, I just, I just. I know. I <laughs> Listen, I know myself and I know what I would do if that mm-hmm. was my mom. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's a situation where y'all might as well get get my, um. I, I ain't getting out. So might as well get my book. <laughs> I go get the money ready for my books. Right. <laughs> I go buy out. some cigarettes and be all right in there, man. <laughs> I'm not getting out. At all. At all. Because, oh my goodness, especially if like it was blamed on some manic episode and like. And we started with the manic episode. Don't, right. it, it's not about, it wasn't his background. No. It, was, it, it wasn't, oh, maybe she said something to him. Because mm-hmm. it's gonna get there too. Let's well, let's figure out what the conversation was. Maybe she said something that set him off. Fuck that. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not getting out of jail. If that's if that's my family. I'm not getting out of jail at all, at all. And it's just I where just, we it's we same cycle every time. I just find it a little weird, man. Just find it a little weird that you know it's it's just been really hush hush about you know Chad. And I know what it is. It's you don't want to you don't want that kind of stuff driving your ratings. Going into the Super Bowl, I know that, but do the right fucking thing. True, denounce this man. If this man ends up with a job next season somewhere, and he man, may because the jig you know, is up. You know what the attention span of white people is when it comes to controversy. It just depends on the skin tone. It depends on the skin tone because there are plenty of teams that needed a quarterback this season. Of course, plenty of teams that needed a quarterback. But um, I think I'm gonna get, I think I'm gonna get back to that guy. Uh. In another episode, because that shit's pissing me off. <laughs> We're gonna have to revisit that, though. We'll revisit that. So, um, this is gonna be that's the, heavy. It is heavy, man. It's gonna be the end of the uh, end of episode three for the episode uh, <laughs> episode three for the extra seasoning podcast, man. See, I'm, I'm flustered. This shit is just 
It's getting me there, boy. It's getting me there. It's got my man's all everywhere right now, man. I need a drink. Fucking around with this. <laughs> but it's been your boy, Sleazy Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> Why you do this to me, Stevie? <laughs> man, it's, it's been Steve, your boy Steve, uh, and DJ, uh, SBS4K, Deontay Jamel, Deontay Jamel Records. Brought to you by streetcarvintage.com. <laughs> But, uh, That's the brand. <laughs> but check us out on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Anchor. You need to get somewhere else too. Google Podcasts coming soon. Podcasts coming soon, man. One of these days we're gonna get the video going, um, so we can get this YouTube channel popping. I don't know. I don't try to get coming the subscribers soon. up. Coming but, soon. Coming soon. But that was uh, episode three. Y'all be checking back. For some more content, man. Giuseppe, Giuseppe, went from the hoop to the Chevy, went from the Chevy to Lamb. Now this hoes call me the man. Went from no hope to broke joke to million dollar man. Now this hoes call me the man. Now this hoes call me the man.